Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey guys, Sethi and Namesh here back at Empathetic Man, and in this episode, you know, it still remains to be seen on when all the different places around the world are going to kind of open their doors and, and kind of go back to normal uh, or like, you know, re- like a kind of a, I guess, normalcy, of at least of what we can expect. Um, with regards to interacting and connecting with friends and going back to work and going back to your extracurricular activities, whether it's, you know, sports, et cetera. And um, this was a conversation that I actually was having with my wife uh, a couple nights ago. And I just thought Namesh might be interesting to talk about, which was, you know, during this whole last two, three months, you've had to really adapt and change the way you do things, you know, give up on things, maybe change the way you, um, spend time with your, uh, the activities that you really care about. Uh, and you know, there's been like these pros and cons, right? Like for one, one part you get people saying like, well, I'm spending more time with my family. You know, I'm seeing, we're all having dinner together. Um, things that we never used to do because, you know, both of the parents were traveling or one was traveling, et cetera. Um, and then you also have these people saying like, oh, I used to do this. I was really into this activity and now I can't do it anymore. And so they've had to make these adjustments. And now my question is, is, let's say June 1st or May, July, things kind of open up. Do you think people are going to use the past few months where they've kind of had to adjust and change their way of doing things and they're going to keep doing that? Or do you think they're going to kind of immediately go back to, you know, their old life or is it a hybrid? Um, And it probably might be a hybrid because there'll be certain things um, but I, I guess I wanted to talk, talk about that because I feel like, you know, this, this, I feel like this whole situation, in my opinion, has kind of made people realize that you can actually do a, there's a lot of time that I feel like we waste on things. And I think this situation has kind of focused us to, or forced us to focus on the things that really matter. And now that we've done that, you could argue and we've been able to survive for two or three months, you could argue some of those things weren't really that important or not needed. And I'm just curious if people are going to still have that mindset or if they're going to be like, no, no, I I definitely do need to like take more vacations or I do need to do things or I do need to buy the latest and greatest gadgets because I, that was important. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think a constructive way to attack this is kind of compartmentalizing mindset and then associated action. So one person that I follow, Ray Dalio, who's a hedge fund manager, says there's kind of two parts to everything. It's one coming up with the decision and number two is actually making it, acting upon it. So for me, the first part to kind of go into it and then I'd love your thoughts, again, mindset wise, I think what the coronavirus has done is it's kind of uncovered a truth or a side of us that we've never known and very, very bad analogy, but it's kind of like finding out when like, you know, Santa Claus wasn't real, right? Once you found out, there's no kind of going back. And the corollary here, I think, is that, sorry, the analog here rather, is 
the germaphobe inside of people, whether it be like extreme or not, has been kind of uncovered. And corona aside, society before wasn't, I think, as concerned about picking up just diseases or viruses from other folks, ranging from, you know, some things that are serious to even like the common cold or flus. I mean, I used to go to SoulCycle four times a week and I never used to wipe my bike down. And of a class of 60, I maybe saw a few people wipe their bike down and I used to kind of look at them saying, huh, that's kind of weird, especially when during between classes, SoulCycle themselves apparently disinfects their bikes um, or has a process to do that. But that, that particular behavior of wiping down your bikes is now the new norm. So from a mindset perspective, I think what the coronavirus done has uncovered this reality that there are diseases out there that you can get from other people based on just literally walking past them. And people are confused about that because they don't know what to make of it. I was on a run this morning and someone was running 10 feet away and I'm like, whoa, am I running like in their air air pathways? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, am I really thinking about that? But I, I actually like try to <laughs> like not be directly behind them. I kind of like was diagonal and I'm like, what, what am I doing? So to sum up this first part, which is mindset um, on my end is it's really uncovered this thing that is very, that, that cannot be unlearned. And the second part after um, I want to get your thoughts on this is like, what does that mean for me specifically? What are your thoughts on kind of the mindset? Aspect? Yeah. I mean, the, definitely the mindset I think is something that we all are adjusting to. And I think the mindset of one versus another, that's where things get a little peculiar because again, people are seeing this situation perception rules and how I perceive it versus you versus somebody else. It doesn't matter. You can read as much news, you can see as much data, but you're still going to create your own perception and then that's going to be your reality. And so, but it, it is funny. And like, yeah, I do remember even seeing about running. Cause yeah, I mean like people, you know, there's, you know, in running the, when you, especially when you're running long distance, people do like what's called snot rockets where they're like kind of blow out their snot from one of the sides. And that stream of, you know, contaminants can affect people behind you. So I think you're, you know, spot on to kind of shift your position. And, but I've also even seen it like where I was at um, a store, I think a couple of days ago, I can't remember which one, maybe it was like, maybe I think it was Safeway. Yeah. I was trying to go to Safeway and I saw this, you know, staff, you know, worker kind of standing there, I think kind of greeting. And then there was another person who was a shopper who wanted to kind of go in that direction. And so she kind of stopped. And then the staffer was like, Oh, Hey, can I help you? And she's like, Oh no, I'm just trying to get past you as if to say like, can you move out of the way? Which is like crazy, right? Cause you, you never <laughs> see that you would have the person walk around you, but like, that's where people are, right? Like, Hey, I don't even want to like, let alone bump shoulders with you. I don't want to even be that close to you. So I think the whole mindset thing makes a ton of sense. And I do agree like post, um, you know, unlocking, if you will, people are going to keep that mindset for a while. Uh, and I'm curious to know, like, the, and I think there's going to be like this kind of mindset with strangers. But then I also wonder what about the mindset with the family and like your coworkers and people who are maybe not 
that far apart from you, but maybe like one, two, three degrees apart from you. Yeah. And I think that second part is a good segue into, okay, well, action. Like, how does this apply? And I think for me, the way I look at it is not necessarily where will I go, but it's who will I engage with? And a byproduct of that is what location will I engage with those people at? So I kind of look at it as a spectrum, right? So people that, again, what, has, what this has uncovered is kind of like this, this not this, this disgust almost, but like this, oh, like you, you maybe have a disease that if I get will affect me and my family. If I don't know who you are, I don't know if I'm going to be willing to take the chance and engage with you. Now, obviously things are different when you're at the workplace and you have to engage versus not. But the way I look at it is it's going to be a spectrum of how close these people are that you, that you're, you're thinking of engaging with and then proceeding accordingly. Right? So like if it's your, it's your immediate family, you likely will not even think, you know, three times. You'll definitely think twice. Like if, you know, even if it's your sibling and they're coughing or your nephews and nieces, et cetera, you're like, Whoa, that's kind of interesting. But because they're close to you, you're just going to be like, okay, well, you know what, like their family and then going to, you know, perhaps friends and then going to perhaps colleagues all the way to kind of close coworkers, et cetera. So the way I look at it is if you're close to a person, you're most likely to engage with them. Now, as it relates to actual location, am I, let's take a, let's take a hybrid. So Will I dine with my wife at a restaurant where there are other people that I don't know? And that I think remains to be seen, but my gut is telling me that there are going to be more people who, when they can't control their environment, i.e., you know, people that they don't know will be there, they will be reluctant to enter those particular places. And as a result, and this is like a very, very extreme kind of, you know, conclusion, but I almost feel like relationships, it's going to be hard to develop new relationships unless they are friends of friends or come highly recommended. Because I think these serendipitous meet, like meetings with people, if you will, are going to be suppressed, at least for the time being. Because again, they don't fall in your immediate circle. Does that all make sense? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, and I think it's going to even be something where, you know, the world of meetups and the world of hangouts and all that stuff is going to have to like take a pause just because, again, it's just too risky. And so you're going to have to kind of stay within your, uh, you know, your kind of first, second degree world. And, and I think we're seeing that, right? You're already seeing, I think, people getting a little bit more open. You know, I think Mother's Day folks were starting to like, Invite, invite, invite like more of their family members at the house. I think Memorial Day weekend is kind of like that weekend that everyone's wondering like what's about to happen because obviously it's going to be, you know, a really like celebratory time, a lot of like sun and fun, but at the same time, it, it is something that, uh, you know, could potentially cause some huge spikes. So I think people will kind of take it at strides. Um, but again, it's going to be all like unique because you, I hear, I've already heard about a lot of people like having parties at their homes. And it's just like, wow, you know, like some people I think are just 
tired of it and they just want to move on. And, and others, I think you and I were talking about it, like, you know, they're already bored of the disease, right? Like they're kind of bored of this whole COVID thing. They're bored of the shutdown. So for them, it's like, I, it's not even like ex- discussing or trying to like understand the ramifications it's more of like, this is just something I don't want to do, deal with anymore. So I'm just going to move on regardless of the ramifications. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, most people are still kind of mindful of these things and they're going to kind of go out in phases. But I definitely do agree that, you know, new friendships, are, I think, are going to be definitely a lot more challenging to create just given the, the situation. Um, I think as a, and as a follow up to this, what I wanted to kind of talk about was, you know, so during this time and kind of in this situation where people have had to make these adjustments, Like, I'm also trying to figure out, like, do you think people, especially in that close circle, like in your home, where you've been doing things for the last two, three months in a certain way that has been positive, for instance, like you've been able to spend more time with your family, have those dinners together, um, spend more time with your kids, like go out on walks. Do do you see that behavior still um, like, like staying, do you still that, do you see that still kind of lingering on past this whole COVID or do you think people are going to just be like, look, like I have to go back to work. And, and because of that, like all that stuff kind of comes to an end or do you feel like people are going to say, well, you know what? I thought I couldn't do it, but I was, and I was able to still kind of get my work done. So I think I can do both. Yeah. You know, I can't even think about this. I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's like, I think it's like, 2090 or 22 yeah 2190 i think where it's like it takes 21 days to make a habit and 90 days to make a lifestyle something to that effect and i think what's happened is what this quarantine has done is that it has forced us to make or explore certain habits that most folks would never have otherwise explored and as a result because quarantine is now coming on you know three months or so it, an associated lifestyle has has emerged and i think there is a conflict in that for some people they're actually content with this lifestyle they like for the most part what they're doing yeah i mean obviously there are aspects of it that they don't not being able to see friends or family as frequently or not being able to just you know independently go out wherever they want but I think for some people, they, they've, they, they've surprised themselves at they actually like this even more. And they're really trying to, to suss out, is it like, is that reality or not, right? Like, is it okay to be perhaps an introvert or not? I think I'm in that camp where I'm like, okay, well, actually, it's been relatively okay. I've spent a lot of time with my, my kids. I've you know, been able to kind of tend to, to, to my fitness, um, focus on work, et cetera. Is this okay? And then there's the other camp that is like, I, I just like, I can't wait to go back to normal. So to answer your question, I think it's going to really depend on the person itself and their um, specific kind of, you know, circumstance, right? And a lot of that has to do with like, are they single? Are they you know, are they married with kids? Are they married without kids, et cetera? And I think that will um, influence kind of how they act. But I do think it's, it's forced people to expose themselves to habits that they never have. And now that they're trying to figure out whether this is the lifestyle that they want to live or not. What do you think? 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't want to name names, but like, like, so, and the reason I brought this up is because I was listening to another podcast where like, you know, they were talking about how, you know, it's still really important to kind of have social interactions, but in situations like this, sometimes it's difficult because you might want to ask someone how they're doing. And they might say something like, oh man, like this is really tough. Like I'm struggling. But in your mind, you might be thinking, actually, like this hasn't been that tough and I'm actually enjoying it. And what the podcast was trying to say was neither of you are right. And there is no like, you know, right answer or right way to feel, but it's important to just acknowledge that, you know, how you're feeling um, is okay. And maybe to kind of drill into it. And so then my wife and I started talking and I, and I remember telling her that, you know, like, gosh, I'm so grateful that, you know, we're still able to work and we're still able to, you know, keep the lights on. Cause I do know personally, a lot of people who are affected and that's like, so, um, dis disheartening. Right. And, and I wish I could, you know, do more to help. But as I started to kind of like unpack this and ask myself these questions, kind of like what you were saying, but I'm also finding things that I enjoy, enjoy. Like I have kind of enjoyed, you know, the additional family time. I mean, again, like having the kids at home, like nonstop, it is overwhelming. And there's definitely times where it's like, man, like I, I wish I could have some silence. I actually remember, you know, talking to somebody who like is on the polar opposite, like has no wife, has no kids. And here I am. And I was telling them, I was like, like, I can't remember the last time I didn't hear, hear noises around me. Like, I, I don't ever hear silence. But I imagine you in your situation, you're surrounded by silence. And I can only imagine how lonely that could feel and how you want to see people and how you are tired of, you know, watching Netflix and doing work and reading online and, you know, stuff like that. Whereas for me, it's like, gosh, like, I, I could just... I could just enjoy even more <laughs> to have like, you know, a weekend with like no kids and just to, you know, focus on other things, maybe like take, you know, do some of my own hobbies. And anyway, so the whole situation really started, got me thinking about th this, this exchange and how like everyone's going to be in these different situations, which, which may drive their desire to burst out or their desire to kind of stay even more closed in. Um, so I, I do agree with you. I think it is going to be case by case, but it, it, it has been really interesting to see that play out. And then the other thing I'll say, like kind of a more like specific use, uh, like thing that came up when I was talking to my wife is, you know, we, we both are, have been trying to be active and healthy. And she said something to me that I thought was really interesting, which was, you know, I think a lot of people out there are, um, you know, kind of relying on things like, you know, I go to the gym because at the gym, that's where I, you know, can get my workout and I can do my stuff. And so my wife was telling me like, you know, before COVID, like, you know, I had a gym membership and I had like, you know, I was taking classes at this like Kung Fu school and I had all of these things that I could do to stay in shape. But here I am kind of pre COVID kids are at school so I have, you know, not a ton of time, but I do have time throughout the day. And yet I wasn't taking advantage of those things. And I wasn't even um, seeing kind of the results that I wanted to see. But then COVID happens, everyone's forced shut down. And now it's like, we've kind of made this makeshift gym at home. And we have no breaks with the kids. 
and we literally maybe carve out 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day in the morning or whatever to do something. And she's telling me like, I can tell you right now that if COVID hadn't happened, I would probably still be in the same mindset that I was three months ago. But now I actually am seeing myself like I'm feeling better. I feel stronger. I feel like I'm actually changing, even given all of these like added, you know, disadvantages. And that got me thinking like, are people, I wonder if people are going to see that and see like, you don't need to necessarily go back to the old way because you may actually be getting more value right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, that is interesting. And I think, you know, I commend Netta for adapting as opposed to kind of not and, you know, call it Darwinism, call it whatever. Like, you know, I do think people, when they're put in that situation, either acclimate or they don't, it's very binary. I will add, though, that, and I guess this is like very dependent on individuals. I'm, I'm specifically the type of person where I need kind of free time to develop my thoughts, right? Like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm just, I I kind of am someone who ponders just by nature and, and I'm always like thinking of different things. And there's all these like dots in my mind, if you will. And my free time enables me to not only think of those dots, but, but connect them. And one thing that I've found challenging about this whole process is I've also been kind of forced to, you know, really be more efficient with my time because I, you know, I have a seven month old, I have a two and a half year old. And one thing that I haven't been able to do is have that additional free time for me to do that extra thinking. And, you know, for other people, the, the analog may be just like, you know, time to just unwind or read that book that they may not have read before or like you know that magazine and come across a a a passage that they didn't you know an article that they didn't anticipate that kind of sparks this new line of thinking so i think that like i i hear one perspective in terms of now you're kind of forced to adapt and be more efficient with your time but what's interesting is that other time is now being you know spent on essentially taking care of your family, which I think is great. But I, I think for me, one thing that I know I'm struggling with is that time that I, it's, it's conflicting, right? Because I, I wouldn't trade in that time that I have with my family. But at the same time, I found myself being less able to have that free time to, to connect the dots. You see what I'm saying? Totally. And I think that free time is super important. And that's definitely one thing that I feel like every parent especially uh may be struggling with because you know it's like you need breaks you know i think that's like there's a reason why like there's always been breaks kind of you know thrown into our life since as long as we can like even at school it's like you had recess you had lunch you had breaks to kind of just either play or be on your own and you know and i think because of that it ends up allowing you to kind of refresh recharge come back and you're like you know a better version and I feel like right now it's been really difficult. Um, I know I've been struggling to kind of, you know, be the best I can be when I don't have a break, when I don't have that time off. And especially if it's like, well, I'll do that when it's late at night, but then I'm maybe not giving myself enough sleep. So it's like I'm, I'm losing out. And we're, we're really trying to, you know, get a little bit more open to terms of how we can create that break. Like, you know, even... Last weekend, we was like the first time we decided to like let 
um, my son spend the night at my, um, my mom's house, right? It's just the two of them kind of just very kind of isolated. So I, I wasn't really too concerned about outside influence, but just having one child out of the house was like, it was so different. I mean, it was so quiet at one point in the evening, I kind of tapped Netta on the shoulder. I'm like, look how quiet it is. <laughs> it was just like amazing. And it was just, you know, obviously when he came back, it was awesome, you know, and like, you know, you know, back to normal, but that small break here and there, like it, it, it creates, you know, it's like a pebble thrown into a, 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 a lake and it creates ripples and those ripples become waves. Like, that's what I feel like breaks can allow us to do. So I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I do look forward to that the most, like being able to add in that break um, for all of us, for me, for my wife, for my kids. I think we all benefit from it. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was like a really interesting topic because I know people have had to struggle, but I'm also hearing a lot of people tell me like, wow, you know, we used to buy all these toys for our kids and now we haven't until we're making do with the toys that we currently have and they're becoming more creative and we're playing differently and we're kind of going back to like, you know, an old, like the old days where you weren't always so, you know, hooked on certain toys and TV and it's more about just finding other ways to bond. And you, you kind of have to like, you kind of have to appreciate that, that part of this whole situation. But then you also wonder is it going to be quickly like forgotten? Because I could see us if we did quickly forget some of these things, then are we going to get ourselves back into the situation again sooner? Yeah. And I, just to close on that point, I think, and I don't want to call it a conflict. I think it's going to be an interesting time where now we've gotten used to this and we're making the best of it. I think positive people generally try to make the best of situations and once we get used to this and now our kids are going to school full time and they're out of the house, I just feel like there's going to be another kind of narrative that we're going to have to like pitch to ourselves, you know, where it's like, you know, look, the same way that kids get dependent on you as an adult, you almost kind of get dependent on them. You know, like, and I go through this with my two and a half year old, like he's attached to me. And sometimes I'm like, man, like, dude, just go take a break. And then I'm away from him and I'm like, you know, wait, hold on. Like I miss them. It's just like weird dynamic. And I think what I'm trying to do right now is not be desensitized, but just understand that these are all phases and I'm trying to adopt or rather adapt to these situations without any permanent commitment. And I'm trying, trying my hardest not to have any permanence around like, okay, well, this is the new norm versus that. I'm just trying to be very, very hyper self-aware around, okay, look, we're in this position where the virus is still uncertain. Businesses are not open, but they're starting to open. There's a likelihood, in my opinion, a strong one that there's going to be a multiple, a second wave that folks right now are either just blatantly ignoring and or are just kind of, you know, unintentionally, I like to think disregarding and kind of just proceed accordingly. So I think it's important for us as well as parents to understand that there isn't permanence here. And although it's good to find the positives in these situations, 
it also we we just need to understand that this circumstance will this will change in the next two to three months we don't know how but not to commit longer term to what we're feeling right now yeah i mean i think the way i kind of hear that is you know good or bad we can't really attach ourselves to it exactly Exactly. I like that, man. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for breaking this down with me because, again, I feel like a lot of people are going to start to make moves. And I just am curious, and we'll kind of see maybe as we start to – I know we did like a kind of a prediction uh, episode a few months ago. Maybe we'll do one in a couple weeks or months, and we can probably just start to see like, hey, are we noticing that? Are you noticing your friends like still kind of doing the same things, or are they like – quick to hop on that plane and get back to work travel or whatnot like that. And, and you know, some things are probably going to still be like impossible to do, but I, I'm, I am curious to see if people have kind of found this period of time actually um, like, like uh, constructive and it actually kind of allowed them to, again, like not just weather a storm, but create a new habit, a new lifestyle, like you said, cause we kind of get close to that 90 days and are they, like better because of that new lifestyle. Totally. I like that. That's a good note to end on. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed the empathetic man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman, it doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback. If you can, give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.